podcast about aroma and how it impacts our life consciously and subconsciously. I'm Kayla Jacobs, a beauty and health writer living in New York, also an aromatherapy student and scent nut. In this episode today, I'll be delving into practical remedies for cold and flu season with my producer, Winton, who is new to the world of aromatherapy. Hi. Hi, how are you? Um, actually not feeling great, which is why oh, no. this episode is is perfect because um, I don't know what I should be doing to make myself better or at least feel better. Well, I'm not happy that you're sick, but I'm glad you're in my home. I'm currently burning a few antibacterial um, concoctions to kind of help clear the air for Winton. But yeah, this is this is the perfect moment to speak. Right. New York has been not particularly forgiving this season (laughs) not at all but I will say that it smells really like I I came into the apartment and immediately it smelled amazing and I was like oh wow I keep forgetting (laughs) that this is like an important part of of kind of like living that when I enter a new space even if I don't realize it having a scent or having like this intentional kind of creation of scent is really really nice Mm. and so that's why I'm like super excited to be working with Kayla on this because now I get to learn something new so ask away what would you like to know so for cold and flu season in particular yeah so my current main symptoms are I feel really sluggish Mm -hmm. um, I have a bit of like a cough and a throat tickle and kind of like a general sinus stuffiness like I don't have like a runny nose I don't have a stuffy nose I have that like weird in between where I can like technically breathe through my nose but I feel like there's a lot of effort I get like winded on the stairs now because I just am not getting enough oxygen yeah to my brain what should I be burning or diffusing or placing Mm. on my body to make it a little bit easier to breathe. Well, as I have started this podcast, I have been trying, and also with your help, to think of ways that people can use essential oils safely um, and conveniently. And I think that one of the best ways is um, not only to diffuse, which we've just been talking about, but to use steam inhalation. Because what do you really need? You just need a massive bowl filled with warm water, you chuck your oils in, you stick a towel over your head and you inhale. And there's been so many studies that have proven the effectiveness of steam inhalation. So with what you're talking about, I think that, I mean, there's definitely something going on. So you you need a bit of a kind of bacterial killer um, and you need something that's going to open up your nasal passageways and a lot of times I think we get more susceptible to illness when we get dry in our noses the key is to really keep everything moist so that bacteria can't um, attach basically to the nose because that's what's happened doctors always say that when you get on a plane it's good to kind of rub the outside of your nose with Bactroban or some kind of ointment to keep it moist Um, because you know when you go on a plane all that dry air can cause havoc and kind of cause all the bacteria to multiply so yeah for you definitely diffusing steam inhalation and I think you were saying to me when you walked in that you felt a bit more uplifted when you feel sick you can feel a bit down and a bit blah I'm not saying like you're in full depression mode but life is not so colorful when you're feeling sick everything is just a bit more of an effort especially in New York so I definitely would chuck in thyme oil I would chuck in eucalyptus oil to kind of like 
hit the virus um, or the bacterial infection, whatever's going on for you. And then I put in a geranium because it's so uplifting and soothing and some lemon because I think that really resonates with you, that sort of citrus uplift that you need. Thank you, Kayla, for giving that great personal blend. To kind of take a step back, what exactly is an essential oil? They're compounds extracted from plants and flowers and they're obtained through various processes like steam distillation or mechanical methods such as cold pressing, which by the way, whenever you're looking for oils to use on the skin or you're shopping for brands, any brand that says cold pressed oil is gonna be much better for you. And I'm talking about oils like borage, walnut, almond, no heat interferes with the process. So they're much more potent. Anytime that heat comes into play, with extraction, you're damaging compounds and they're just not going to be as high quality and purists would say you shouldn't use them. So once the chemicals have been extracted, they're often blended with a carrier oil. So I'm gonna be talking loads about carrier oils. You can use almond oil, grapeseed oil, olive oil, coconut oil, any oil, sunflower oil is a carrier oil and it just depends on your personal preference. If you have a nut allergy, if you get spots, if your skin is super dry, I mean, if that's the case, you'd wanna use evening primrose. But basically when you buy essential oils, you're buying them neat. So while well, you're mostly buying them neat, I was talking about carrier oils. Some of them are diluted for price purposes, but yeah, you're, you're basically buying um, the heart and soul of a plant or a flower. So there you have this really potent little bottle at your disposal. And I definitely think of plants as sort of sentient living beings. I mean, you know, we often talk about animals and not wearing leather and not eating meat. I wish I could adhere to those principles more, but I still think that we should be more respectful when it comes to the plant kingdom. I mean, I'm often in the park or walking on the West Side Highway and you just see people go and mindlessly pick a flower and you're just ripping it basically from its natural habitat. So yeah, suffice to say that when you get into aromatherapy and when you start playing with oils, and I think when you start thinking about it in those terms, you end up having a bit more sort of reverence um, and respect for what you're using. and maybe there's some placebo effect that comes into play with that but i think it's very interesting with that mindset then how you use it and what you feel so what in essential oils makes us feel good and makes us want to keep smelling them so from my studies and, and from what i've learned every essential oil contains monoterpenes and without going into the crazy science, which I'm just not clever enough to give you, they're basically phytochemical groups, which are in essence, biologically active compounds found in plants. And those properties make them antibacterial, antiviral, immunostimulant and decongestant, all the things that we want in cold and flu season. They're also the things that make um, the oil that you have in your hand smell the way they do. That's how you can have an orange and then have an orange oil form and it smells like the orange that you know and eat. Cool. And we're going to kind of like break down what types of oils you could be using depending on kind of what type of symptoms. Totally. So we're going to go kind of 
the broadest and especially in this flu season um, and then we'll kind of get like in super specific what if I have a stuffy nose yeah what are the best oils for me to consider well with the ones that I wanted to discuss today because there's so many that could be used in in that respect but I'm thinking of lemon oil I'm thinking of thyme oil um, I'm thinking of lavender oil, um, geranium, and jasmine. So which one do you want to start with? Let's start with lemon, just because I think that's the most kind of common scent around. Yeah. And actually, there's a lemon in front. Take yeah. this lemon. I'm going to take a lemon. It's I'm really nice lemon. to scratch the lemon. Right. And get that kind of zest under your fingertips. For sure. Close your eyes and pretend you're in Florida, yeah. maybe. <laughs> or Italy. <laughs> In a sunny, um, warm place. Yeah. So basically lemon comes from a tree and I dream of having like, you know, I don't know, a thousand lemon trees in a garden one day. And it's countries of origin at Israel, Brazil, United States and Argentina. If I'm ever feeling blue, I honestly, it, it's like I'll go to a supermarket, I'll buy some citrus, I'll scratch them, but I use lemon a lot. And... I think that I, I, we spoke before about when you're feeling sick, you don't always feel the best, but oftentimes before you get sick is when you're not feeling good, you're stressed, you're anxious and your immunity gets lowered. So lemon's a great oil just to have around on a really practical level. If you don't have any oil, hot water with some squeezed lemon or some squeezed lemon into a teaspoon of Manuka honey is great, or it's great just to add the juice to your salads, your soups, your rice. Yeah, I mean, it's really fragrant, it's juicy, and it works brilliantly on stuffy noses, sore throats. It's a great fever reducer because it's cooling, it's not warming. It's also great for anxiety, nervousness, anything also that's like in need of sanitization. So that's, you know, airspace, you're burning, nasal you're inhaling um or actually on a wound um yeah it's it's a wonderful oil great and does that apply to other citrusy smells or is that kind of like lemon specific so all the citruses are amazing at raising joy alleviating symptoms of depression anytime there's like a stiffness a stuckness a kind of blueness lemon orange mandarin um tangerine they're beautiful oils yeah i mean they do have a lot of similar properties but specifically i would say that lemon is the most antiviral what is lemongrass great for so lemongrass i mean lemongrass actually i always get hungry when i smell lemongrass because it makes me think of thai food Ooh, yes i love thai do you like thai food <laughs> So oh, yeah, lemongrass is amazing for infections, sore throat like lemon. So, you know, when you're using it together, you're doubling up its efficacy. Again, cooling. So a fever reducer. For those of you who sort of prefer a natural bent on products, you'll know its smell because it's using most um, mozzie repellents, insect gotcha. repellents. But yeah, so infections, sore throats, fevers, and just like a good sort of tonic um, and when I say tonic, that's just something that's going to be supportive and healing. So great to use with lemon and also great to use with geranium. Probably my most favorite oil, actually. Why is that? I just have amazingly positive associations with it. It makes me feel really supportive. And before I knew much about 
oils um it was really interesting to kind of learn that it's a true female hormone balancer another really interesting study that apparently it regulates the secretion of hormones in the adrenal cortex this 2017 study out of the department um, of rehabilitation sciences in hong kong aimed to find out the effectiveness of aromatherapy for depressive symptoms it was like a systematic review and geranium was found to alleviate depression and allay symptoms of depression Wow. I know, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, I love adding this oil to the mix when we're talking about immunity because we don't always have to be so literal. Uh, literal is lemon to me. Literal is eucalyptus. Literal is time. But the emotional component of not feeling well or the compelling facts that stress can make you ill is something that I think essential oils cut straight to the heart of. So if you're depressed, you are more susceptible to getting sick. I mean, that's just fact. And geranium really does wonders at treating depression and also works well on menstrual problems, sore throats, which is all about communication and feeling secure and, and coping. I'm excited to try it uh, for sure. I have lots of friends that have seasonal affective depression and I, I wonder if something like this like put into their routine would be helpful. So there was this brilliant study out of Manchester Metropolitan University in the United Kingdom from the School of Biology, Chemistry and Health Science. And the title was of the study, Vapor Phase Activities of Essential Oils Against Antibiotic Sensitive and Resistant Bacteria, including MRSA, to determine if essential oil vapors could reduce surface and airborne levels of bacteria, including staph, which is what MRSA is and a blend of geranium, lemon, lemongrass were dispersed in the air. And the results were that in a sealed box environment, MRSA growth was reduced by about 38% after 20 hours. And in a dispersing um, biosent machine, there was an 89% reduction of airborne bacteria in 15 hours when operated at a constant output of 100%, which is pretty mind-blowing. Right, so basically, they created this blend and they sent it through the air and they actually tested before and after and these essential oils diffused, reduced and like killed off the staph, the, the staph virus. virus. So in like practical fashion, that means you're not feeling great. You're probably coughing and sneezing in your yes. home and there's stuff floating there's around. There's lurgy hanging around the air. Maybe you share your home with lots of different people who aren't sick. Right. And you don't want and them. And so this is a great way to kind of help clear things out a little bit. Totally. So you've got the three-pronged attack. We're going to burn it in a diffuser. We're going to inhale it either on its own or with any of the other oils we've spoken about. And we're going to ingest it not the oil but we're going to use fresh lemons we're going to put in hot water we're going to drink it a lot and we're going to cook with it that sounds very helpful <laughs> and very nice and so we'll have the link to this full study yes if you're interested in getting into the nitty-gritty of it and again this is in a kind of like proper hospital and scientific environment and so uh, replication in in the real world can be different but this is like a great start to just root why you're doing something somebody ever asks totally so. because a lot of the aspects of aromatherapy are not sort of particularly tangible in that respect right especially for people who want evidence like why are you using something right. like we know that aspirin works with a bajillion studies to back it up so right and yeah. so there are more and more of these studies now. yeah i mean listen i think there are plenty more to come but yeah there are i mean a lot of them are sort of 
more historical and when i say that i'm talking about there was like a for whatever reason i need to find this out a lot of studies around the 2009 mark um which is 11 years ago but yeah i mean there's more recent studies i think the last one that i found of most interest was around 2014 and then they go way back you know early 2000s 1990s and so forth you mentioned time yeah uh what is time good for because i think of it as a great cooking herb it is a great cooking herb i've actually got some um in my fridge right now so yeah time you obviously know what it smells like it's very very herby when it comes to using it as an oil not everyone is so keen because of its smell i feel like it's kind of like marmite you either love it or hate it sure time oil is fantastic again I always tell people they don't want to buy a bottle if they just kind of want to like experiment with it use it as a herb get it from your local farmer's market go to whole foods cut a few sprigs and put it in hot water and drink it as a tea much in the same way that you'd use lemon and hot water really antiviral really antibacterial so great for the immune system and really warming as well good for sore throats and tickles um great for you now actually on an emotional level time is sort of known as the oil of letting the past go and making decisions and so I think that you kind of will get a sense of I'm gonna say her I don't know I, I was saying to, I was saying to Winton before I'm like gender identifying oils only because to me sometimes like they're very feminine or they're very masculine time's quite feminine to me but you'll get a sense of her of her scent her aroma her prowess um there's different kinds of time by the way there's quite a few different kinds of time for example there's time linalool also known as sweet time which actually guys is a really great way to to start if you want to add it to your collection it's definitely gentler and sweeter than thyme, thymol, which is stronger, more potent, but actually that being more potent and stronger, it's, it's better in a kind of antiviral and antibacterial sense. Thyme linalol comes from the leaves and flowering tops of the plant and it's indigenous to the Mediterranean region. Because thyme can irritate skin, besides drinking the herb, I definitely like to use it in a diffuser. Never ever neat on my skin. I mean, essential oils can never be used neat on the skin and the, the really the only um example of one that can be is lavender which we'll speak about always great to have if you burn yourself don't put your hand under cold water just put lavender neat on and your skin won't blister so when you say that you shouldn't use essential oils straight on the skin that's when carrier oils come in exactly and if you're using them in diffuser that's when water gotcha. comes in so yeah there's different types of time there's also red time which actually I found to be more available here, especially at Whole Foods with kind of um, bigger brands like Aura Acacia. I think they mostly just sell red thyme here. So yeah, thyme's wonderful and very, very supportive for any respiratory um, ailments. So that's taking in the nose and the throat and the lungs. And so you had mentioned using it with a couple other things, including eucalyptus. What is eucalyptus good for? I think of it as like amongst the things that I immediately think of as kind of more of a medicinal 
yeah um smell because it's quite strong at least the moments that i've ever encountered it. yeah because you've probably encountered it in like terms of um vicks vapor rub right all bus oil right mm -hmm. when it is really really potent um but eucalyptus comes from australia one of the places it comes from and it's really cooling um i don't know i always think of like koalas munching <laughs> munching in the heat on uh, on eucalyptus leaves but eucalyptus is really one of those oils that's known for its effect on the respiratory system so that's that is like the vic smell because i don't know if everybody knows that like it's, it's connected yeah it's one of the main ingredients in vix and in olbus oil as well it's great to use in steam inhalation it's wonderful to use on the chest as a rub do you have any like rec or preferences or suggestions in terms of carrier oils that work best with eucalyptus if you want to rub it on your chest or your back yeah i mean i mostly for carrier oil use grapeseed for me it's the lightest it's non-comedogenic which means it doesn't clog your pores i um can get pimples so it's great at sort of allaying any of that and it's got a very sort of odorless scent to it so it's not really interfering with the actual main aroma but it's also quite nice to use in coconut oil as well because coconut oil can be a bit thicker and if you're using it on your chest it's more sort of salvy as well but yeah it's really amazing for colds head colds you know they're kind of like awful sort of thing that takes hold in your head and gives you migraines and just makes you feel really crap and yeah just a lack of concentration as well like that's great to use in conjunction with lemon if you need to kind of pep up and focus cool and what about jasmine jasmine's a very erotic oil jasmine's known as an aphrodisiac and also a relaxer i mean and obviously those two things go hand in hand so it really can help fan the flames of desire whether that's literal or metaphorical so whether that's for self or life or for partner but traditionally it's also used to help with respiratory infections and coughs um, and emotionally it's uplifting anyone who suffers from low self-esteem which can kind of kick in when you're not feeling well it's great and again i'm just going to go back to yes you know if you're talking about having like an emergency toolkit of eos yes lemon for sure and yes lavender yes eucalyptus yes thyme you know but like i love adding in the geraniums and the jasmines the oils actually smell even better to me and maybe they're not sort of the first port of call when you're feeling really sick but they have those similar properties that help and they have all these other properties that make you feel really amazing that are much more emotional and tangible in a sense yeah well i mean and also just talking about that um i should probably mention as well that so like inhalation which you're doing just now because you're smelling from a bottle it's also been proven to stimulate areas of the limbic system and our limbic system is the part of the brain that plays a role in emotions behaviors long-term memory and the aforementioned sense of smell which to me is the most important sense do you think that smells your most important sense i don't off the top of my head and i think that's probably the case for most people like I had mentioned before when I like stepped into Kayla's apartment and like immediately felt this like very intentional fragrance I was like oh wow it wasn't annoying or anything it wasn't like a oh like how how dare a, a space <laughs> smell like anything but that like intentionality I think is quite refreshing and I think I'm excited to kind of apply these things to my own life because it's something 
as soon as you know that there is an area of your life that you're neglecting, not on purpose, right? Like, but because of how Or not even neglecting. It's just that maybe you've never shone a light on that part of it. For sure. And I think that this is why I was really excited to do this episode as kind of this uh, self-care wellness episode because it's kind of immediately applicable. Totally. Right? And gratifying. Totally. And actually works. I am slowly learning that fragrance and scent is actually quite um influential and like i know that we have like a couple episodes coming up that i i'm personally really excited to explore because again it's these practical applicable ways of using something that we may not have kind of consciously thought of totally and and that's the thing about how we interact on a day-to-day level i think we were speaking before about i don't know you go into a store and you can really smell bread that's intentional that's to kind of make you more hungry and that goes back to the limbic system um which is obviously very much involved in forming memories and what it reminds you of as well so a lot of the things that you're attracted to or hate are sort of based on early memories maybe you had a mum who was a brilliant baker and she paid you a lot of attention you spent a lot of time with her in the kitchen you're gonna have a lot of good associations with this kind of warming vanillas cinnamons oils that sort of like transport you back and also our limbic system has a role in controlling unconscious physiological functions such as breathing heart rate and blood pressure so in this way their effect is really apparent but fewer studies actually have been done around this as due to scent compounds it's harder to conduct blinded studies and rule out biases and and again those biases and memories and experience gotcha and so we've kept the last scent for last because it's one the most common what i think in terms of what what people think of when they think of like oh i want this to smell a certain way so tell me more about lavender beyond the fact that it's a very pleasant smell what can and not for everyone by the way yeah for me yes and for you clearly but not for everyone i guess if there's one oil that you should buy only one i'd say it's probably lavender it's like the granddaddy. It's the OG of aromatherapy. It's it's a must-have for the oil cabinet. Um, I spoke about it before in terms of burns. Definitely keep it in the kitchen. It's really, really amazing at that. I always have it on my bedside table. I smell it pretty much every night before I go to bed. We've spoken about um, stress, anxiety, how that leaves you more susceptible to all sorts of things. I kind of find like that ritual of inhaling lavender and then using a few drops with a bit of grapeseed oil, rubbing my ears, rubbing my neck, rubbing over my throat, just really calms me. And also not only is it calming, it's just brilliant for any kind of irritability, any kind of actual sort of skin complaints, um, psoriasis, acne, itchy skin, hives, but it is antibacterial, it is antiviral. It's very, very cooling. So actually, if you have a fever, a wonderful thing to do with lavender is use it in a cold compress. So, you know, just get a washcloth, put it under icy cold water or soak it in a bowl and chuck on 10 drops of lavender oil, wring it out, put it over your head, put it on your chest, put it on your back. It will just bring down your fever pretty quickly. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. And so with lavender, especially with kind of like the skin ailments, do you still recommend using a carrier oil for it? So or are there versions of it that is like already kind of pre-packaged for people to use? Definitely. I mean, shop around, guys. Like, you'll definitely be able to find lots of essential oils that 
take the guesswork and blending work out for you. I always would say try and buy an oil neat and figure out how to do it yourself. I think it's it's much nicer. Um, but yeah, lavender oil is one of the few oils you can actually use neat on your skin. So if you burn yourself, yes, you can put it straight from the bottle. You can dab it onto a spot, um, a hive, um, a wound. But I would always say blend. I mean, and also aromatherapists would say it's one of the few oils you can use very moderately in pregnancy because most oils you can't. But yeah, you can use it neat. Gotcha. You've piqued my curiosity. I want to start using essential oils. How how do I do it? What are the options and what options are best for kind of certain situations? So when we're talking about options, do you mean buying options or application options? I think application options first. Okay, so to recap... I think the the main ways um, and the easiest ways that we spoke about today for a beginner is diffusing it in the air. So that's with an oil burner. We spoke about steam inhalation. So that's taking a bucket, a bowl, filling it with hot water, not boiling because you don't want to burn your face and putting the essential oils straight into that, putting it on a tissue. If you don't like the feel of oils on your skin and you want something kind of handy, I don't know, you're on the subway, something smells funny, but also, you know, you want that smell close to you and not the bottle. And obviously putting it in carrier oil, um, using it on your body, using it in a bath, a nice hot steamy bath. Yes. How many drops do I put in? Okay. (laughs) It varies greatly and it's a continuous discussion between aromatherapists Um, From what I've been taught, generally speaking, the majority of practitioners and teachers use a dilution between one and 3%. So that works out at 15 drops of blend for 30 milliliters of carrier oil or 30 drops for 60 milliliters. And so that applies to both whatever oil you're using, let's say we're using grapeseed oil, or if I wanna use water Mm -hmm. um, and do like steam inhalation. Yeah, so you can substitute the word carrier oil i.e. a grapeseed for water. Carrier oils that are used to dilute EOs have their own therapeutic properties um, that basically enhance the oils themselves, but they're also really rich in skin-loving oil-soluble vitamins and fatty acids, which are great for the skin, which is why they're used. Um, But water is great for inhalation, diffusing, and for bath. Although oftentimes you can make up a blend um, of carrier oil and essential oil and put it in your bath as well. And then you just get a really emollient rich bath, which is great if you have any sort of dry skin issues. So for a beginner like me, should I start off with just trying one essential oil at a time and then and then consider blending? Or do you think it's kind of safe enough for me to just like immediately <laughs> immediately buy a bunch and throw and yeah no I think I think whatever it's, it's totally safe it's just it's it's kind of personal preference like are you somebody who just really wants to kind of get to know an oil do you know like sort of get more intimate with an oil or just play around with many and it also depends on you know how much money you have to drop on it sort of good quality sources near you if you can find the oils that you're after so i'd say just have fun do whatever you want basically whatever your heart desires to wrap up if you had to give a an essential oils care package to a sick friend what would be your top three? Ooh, winton pressure um okay eucalyptus thyme and lemon those are gonna clear the cobwebs 
they're antibacterial, they're antiviral, they're going to help your respiratory system. What more could you want? Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. This has been really fun to sit down with you, Winton. I really enjoyed it, actually. I hope you feel better. Me too. You're going to let me know? Absolutely. And um, I'm, I'm going to actually go out and buy geranium and lemongrass. I think those are my ooh. two. Okay, cool. Because um, I'm like, I feel like I'm on the end of it, but I just want to make sure that my, um, my spirits are high enough to get me there. Yay, <laughs> they shall be. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to connecting with you all again. So to wrap up for more details on everything Winton and I spoke about today, they will be in the episode description, which is the show notes and on my blog, www.sentandthemind.com. Yeah, all the resources will be there and feel free to send me any messages. Um, if you have any queries, if you need me to send you any links of studies that we spoke about today, I would be more than happy to do that as well. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, please shout, run, tell your friends and subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. We're on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, we're also on Pocket Cast as well as wherever you find your podcast normally. We're hosted by Anchor, and if you are using the Anchor app, you can find us under at Scent and the Mind. And if you have any questions for Kayla or a future scent and fragrance experts, feel free to send us a voice memo through the Anchor app or send us an email. We'll have that information in the show notes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>